Welcome to the North Country Fishing Report on KBFT 89.9 FM. Up-to-date fishing reports, conditions, and what's working now, straight from the guides across the Northland. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the North Country Fishing Report. That must mean it's Friday, everybody's favorite day of the week. I'm Dale Luganbill. Thank you guys for tuning in here to 89.9 KBFT. Let's do some fishing reports, huh? This weather has been so comfortable and nice, but alas, it is going to warm up and become more seasonal here in the next week, which I'm sure some people are happy with, but I have really, really been digging these uh, highs in the uh, mid, sometimes even low 60s up here in northern Minnesota. It's been so nice. Kind of crazy, though, out on the water to see the water temperatures where they're at. It's... uh, for late July, it's just, I, I, it's unheard of. I've never, I shouldn't say never. Um, I do recall many, many moons ago, man, probably 30 years plus, where we had kind of a, a non-summer summer, somewhat similar to this, where it just seemed to never get above 75 degrees, and that kept water temperatures down, obviously. Oh, yeah, the water temperatures right now are not what you would expect to see. Uh, one happy byproduct of that, maybe it just hasn't happened yet, but haven't experienced, at least in the lakes up here, any big algae blooms yet, which is always nice. I always hate those algae blooms. Just, just fishing is still decent, but it's just the experience just isn't the same because you're looking around, it's just like, uh, just coats your line, coats your lures, everything gets slimy. Ah, it's just, it's just not fun. I don't know what else to say. It's just it's just not that fun. So, but uh, yeah, let's get into the this week's fishing report. So for your Pelican Lake or Minnesota area, uh, like I said, those those temperatures, wire temperatures are down. Uh, fishing is still pretty good. Uh, it's reports last week. I personally didn't do any walleye fishing last week, but uh, did see some people that did. Uh, walleyes are still out there to be found and caught they are definitely and this seems to be as you'll hear with the rest of the guides kind of transitioning from pulling live bait rigs to uh pulling cranks and uh so on pelican it looks like like 10 to 14 to 16 17 18 feet something like that um your transition areas pulling crank baits and uh you're triggering uh some nice strikes doing that um the pike are everywhere, seemingly everywhere. Um, I've caught them on rocks, going out chasing after smallmouth. Uh, obviously, you're going to catch them in the weeds where you would expect them. Um, but there's a lot of lot of new weed growth out there. Weed growth, I do believe, is a little bit behind schedule. Um, just going off the cabbage, it's usually kind of topping out about this time of year, and it and it's I would say um, three quarters of the way up. And so not even close to topping out yet. And uh, and the lake is down. So put those two things together. It's a little little crazy. The water is really clear, really clean. Not yet. Not only are we not getting those algae blooms, it's like the opposite direction. It's been so clean, um, which I do like. So, yeah, pike can be found everywhere. You know the drill. If it moves, if it flashes, they're probably going to bite it. Um, bass fishing, still awesome. I mean, it's just... You can't go wrong fishing for bass up here in Pelican Lake. Uh, as I've said a million times, the average size on this lake is just phenomenal. 
one of the best lakes in the state. Um, maybe not so for like giants. Like uh, I don't see too many giants coming out of here, but your average size, oh, man, it's so good. You're going to catch so many three pounders, so many four pounders. And it's just, oh, it's so good. Anyways, I digress. Uh, if you're chasing bass right now, uh, top waters when the conditions are right for it are working really good. Starting to get some frog action and, and lily pads. But for me, my midsummer uh, weed rock pattern is just you, just, you can't go wrong. You know, so you're going to cast a jig. I like to use a 3 8 ounce jig, a uh, skirted jig with a craw trailer. Uh, I personally use D bombs from Missile Baits. And anything in the green pumpkin spectrum, that if it looks like a crawfish, crayfish, whatever you prefer to say, <laughs> craw daddy. Uh, it's probably going to get bit. I mean, that's these things are just, they're munching on these uh, crayfish right now like like wild. And you're going to want to look for um, rocks and weeds, like I said, but then keep an eye on the direction of the sun, and you, you want, like, the shadow side of that rock. Now, if it's overcast, you can get away with, not, not only just get away with, but they're going to venture a little bit more. So you get those kind of bigger, flat boulders. Don't be afraid to, to pitch one right up on top of that boulder and let it, you know, drag it across there because they'll, when it's overcast, they're not relying on the shade. They're actually kind of out and hunting a little more actively and uh, less chance of getting snagged, <laughs> which I had a client this past uh, Monday and uh, just had to let her know, like, you're going to get snagged. Just before you even leave the dock, just know you're going to get snagged. We're going to lose baits. It's just part of the deal. Yeah, when you're fishing those big boulders like that and you got to get down there in the shadowy crevices, yeah, you're you're going to get snagged. You're going to lose some baits. So it's just that's just the price of doing business. <laughs> but it uh, it usually pays off pretty dang well. Uh, so if you haven't tried that jig technique yet, I know a lot of guys are still kind of Running with uh, soft plastics and, you know, listen, Senko, weighted Senko, I don't know that there's a time where those don't catch fish. But in my opinion, you can fish faster with these jigs and you're going to get your average size of fish is going to be better than using those uh, more finesse plastics like that. Right now, the the smallmouth bass, they're in your typical areas, your rocks, um, and depending on light level and smallmouth are a little different than largemouth they like it bright so when the sun comes out a lot of times that'll kick that bite on so you know square bills up on a, a shallow rock reef uh, drop shot on the edges and you're going to pick off some really nice smallmouth speaking of smallmouth um adam from birch forest lodge right here on pelican lake which i should say I should have let off with this, but we'll get it in now. Uh, the Ore Area Report is brought to you by the Pelican Lake Resort Association. So go to um, pelicanlake.com, check them out, and give them some love. Uh, a lot of great resorts on this lake. But Adam from Birch Forest, uh, he went to Black Duck Lake, which is just up the road here, just up 53 little ways. Well, you got to dip down Elephant Lake Road, but it's not too far away. They caught, him and his son caught like 50 smallmouth in like two hours. Like just crushed them. So obviously the bite over there is fire. And the really good panfish over there in Black Duck Lake too. So Elephant Lake is great. So you got a couple options if you're going to come up to this area. Fishing is really good right now. Like it's just, it's really, really good right now. So if you're, if you're hemming and hawing about coming up, you should do it. 
Um, there's vacancies around. I think at post Fourth uh, of July, kind of busy time, kind of slacks off a little bit. So I'm sure you can find lodging somewhere. Just give a call or go check out that website. Go check out Pelican Lake Resort Association and uh, check out the, your different options as it pertains to resorts. Yeah. So there you go. There's your Pelican Lake report. Uh, fishing's really good. I'm looking forward to getting back out there this weekend and just putting a beat down on those bass. I just can't get enough of it. It's just too much fun. So, all right, let's check in with our other guides around the state and see what's happening. Heading up to Lake of the Woods, we're going to check in with Captain Aaron Phillippe with True North Guide Service, see what's happening up there on the border waters. What's going on? Hey. Hey, not too much. Just got off the lake here a couple hours ago. Actually, got done a little bit early because of the bad weather we got, but still a productive day. One of my clients is putting a uh, 29 and a half inch around the wall. Ooh, there we go. There we go. So, yeah, it's been, a, I think since we talked last, I think right around 10, 12, somewhere in there, fish over 28 inches in the boat. So wow, very nice. it's been a good couple of weeks, although the eaters are... They're tough. Um, we're out in the mud. Everybody's pretty much fishing the mud, 32 to 34 feet of water. And you can pull spinners and crawlers, spinners and minnows, but most people are pulling crankbaits, and that seems to be the most effective way to put some fish in the box right now. I mean, there's a ton of fish out in the mud. I mean, miles and miles of fish out in the mud. And some of them are kind of lock-jawed right now, but that reaction bite on a crankbait has, is producing a little more fish than live bait is right now. Hmm. So when you're, you know, I know you use pretty heavy weights when you're uh, down rigging. What are you doing with your crankbaits? Are you running them on like a three-way rig or just a really deep diving crank? I run a deep diving. I run a deep diving crank on lead core. Um, I will, I will do snap weights every now and then with a little bit smaller weight or uh, smaller bait. Typically uh, lead core, you know, we're running 200 and, 20 plus feet of line out with big number 10s, depending on what you use. You know, I use bandits. A lot of guys use other stuff, but there's a lot of bandits and phantom lures and some Rapplas and some Berkeley, you know, flicker stuff. But um, snap weights, I'm usually putting on like a number seven, you know, flicker shad or something, flicker minnow, flicker shad. Any, um, any colors as uh, patterns that are working better than others? Uh, blue chrome is pretty much a really good staple up here. You'll always catch something on blue chrome. Um, I'm also running some that have a lot of orange in them. And then I have some custom color baits that are just, they're custom, you know, they got some gold, silver, black. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. So they all, they work. I had some guy had an orange head with a green body on today in the lure and, and yeah, it all worked. Um, a lot of big fish, a lot of slot fish. I think in the last two days, I probably have 15 slot fish, you know, the, any fish between 19 and a half and 28 pretty much is the slot that you can't keep. Um, lots of those. Uh, and there are some really nice eaters out there as well, but there's a ton of fish in the graph, but a lot of them aren't biting. You, you got to work for them. I mean, it's, it's not coming fast and easy by any means. And I've been telling my clients that like, we got to work for them, but we'll get some. Sure. Is it, are these uh, going after like suspended fish that somewhat, I've found that uh, midsummer patterns when fishing um, a lot of times, like with panfish and walleyes is kind of similar to midwinter patterns, like the deep basins and suspended active fish. Do you find that to be true on Lake of the Woods? 
It is. Yep. I look for those fish that are one to two feet off the bottom. Those are the ones that are going to bite. The ones that are still buried in the mud that you can see will very rare do they seem to bite but yeah i look for those nice suspended fish that are up you know a foot or two off the bottom lake of the woods everything's pretty much tight to the bottom but you will get some that are four or five you know eight feet up even so you know i fished a tournament last weekend and we were letting out lead core and we got one 60 feet behind the boat when we were letting it out so they're up there too so and they seem at the suspended that seems to be more active they are, yeah. They're typically in the feeding pattern. They're they're moving and they're feeding and they're active, and, and that's what we kind of look for when we're out pulling snap weights or lead core. Anything else happen around the lake? Any uh, musky reports? Um, I will be musky fishing in a couple weeks. So, uh, in a couple weeks, I should have a report. Um, lots of active uh, sturgeon on the lake jumping, and I've heard some decent reports of, you know, good numbers of sturgeon being caught in the Rainy River, um, but nothing of great quality and size yet. I'm sure there are people that have, but the people that I talk to, you know, you know, a lot in that 30 to 40 inch range. No, no big ones yet, but they're in there. Still catch me um, off guard with the sturgeon sturgeon in the middle of summer thing. I had no idea that that was that there was even a season for him. I had no idea. Yep, it opens up in early July. It might even be July first. I can't remember exactly, but uh, yeah, no, it opens. They typically don't start loading up in the river. You know, obviously spring is the best, and fall is really good for sturgeon fishing. I think most of my trips in October, in the very last week of September, are all sturgeon trips. Mm. Um, and nobody's else fishing for them. Everyone's still in the walleye mode or hunting mode. So well, you got probably, the river kind of to yourself. So it's kind of nice. And they're probably spread out, right? After spawning, they kind of kind of go everywhere. So maybe in the fall, they start schooling up again, getting ready for winter. I'm just guessing, yeah. but yeah, I think they're in there chasing some bait and stuff. But for, yeah, for whatever reason, they they load up back in that river again in the fall. And my guess is they're chasing bait fish and the bait and stuff that's going in there. And with all the walleyes and the shiners and everything else, even though they are bottom feeders, they kind of still follow the fish pattern. So. Sure. Makes sense. I'm going to yep. have to, I'm going to have to get up there sometime and chase those, uh, chase those dinosaurs one of these days. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I tell you, it's, I, I really love sturgeon fishing. If I could do that full time, I, I certainly would, but, uh, <laughs> I've caught a few smaller ones, but I've never caught the big ones. You know, I've got a, yep. like a, back when I used to fish down by the twin cities there in St. Croix, some little shovel nose and smaller lakes, lake sturgeon, but I've not, I haven't caught one of them like 60 inch plus or 70. Yep. Yeah. They're so. fun. They'll, they'll give you a battle. So. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, hit yeah. everybody with your numbers. Yeah, you can get a hold of me on the uh, internet at True North Guide Service, um, truenorthfishingmn.com, or you can look me up on Facebook or Instagram at True North Guide Service as well with the state of Minnesota with the walleye through it. Or you can give me a call, 218-452-0612. Outstanding, Aaron. You're a, a scholar and a gentleman. All right, look forward to next week. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Bye. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, we have a brand new guy joining us this week, actually going to represent the uh, Lake Vermilion area, so you don't have to hear it counterfeit from me. We'll get it direct from the source. We got Zach Herval with Fishing with Z Guide Service. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Well, what's been happening on the Big V this past week? What's working? Um, you know, we're getting into that late July pattern of Lindy rigs on the sand. Uh, we finally got the, the mayflies out of here and that's finally wrapping up and they're kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing this time of year with 
with uh, Lindy rigs and crawlers. Any specific depth that's working better? Yeah, it's been 15 to 20 feet has been the best for us so far this week. All right, sliding out just a little bit deeper. I noticed up here yep. at um, Pelican Lake and Orr, our water temps have are very un-July-like at like 61, 62 degrees. What kind of water temps you got down there? Yep, so ours are very uncharacteristic as well. We're 68 to 72. Okay, so a little warmer. Uh, that's there. kind of a – yeah, it's a little bit warmer, but – it's still, you know, we should be 75 to 80 right now. Right. Just crazy. It's, uh, I was like, yeah. is my electronics working? Does that really say 62 yeah. degrees? Like it was yeah. crazy. looks like the weather is going to warm back up next week though. Um, how about pike? Any, any pike action, any musky action going on? A lot of musky are being caught. Um, throwing big swim baits and blades out on the rocks. You know, we, Vermilion's got a lot of underwater reefs. So casting those has been the ticket so far from from our musky guys. Right on. And how about the bass? What's happened on the bass end of things? Bass fishing's been a little tough with this cooler weather. Usually this, you know, the warmer weather this time of year, they'll they'll school up in eight to twelve feet of water, and you can catch them just about any way you like to. But this cooler weather's had them, you know, a little finicky because this time of year they'll any sort of shade they'll be there but it hasn't been hot enough so i mean it's just kind of been hit or miss still the typical baits you know um wacky rig sinkos are always good small crankbaits and tubes but they've not as consistent as usual this year hmm i want is your weed growth down a little bit behind um or does it seem about i'm not sure because on our side of the lake we don't have a lot of weeds okay okay that's more of a west end of the lake thing. On the east side, we don't really have a lot of weeds anyways. Right on. So. All right. Well, that's uh, that sounds like a good report. Uh, we'll definitely keep you on the old Rolodex here. Why don't you give everybody uh, your information, how they can find you if they'd like to book a trip with you. Yep. So, like I, like he said, I'm Zach Herville with Fishing with Z Guide Service up on Lake Vermilion. Um, you can call or text me anytime at 218 218- Four zero four nine two zero zero, and you can find me at Zach Herville or Fishing with Z Guide Service on Facebook and Instagram. Outstanding, buddy! Thanks for uh, joining the show, and we uh, appreciate the report. Yeah, thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, man. Bye. Have a, yep. Have a good one. All right, let's check in with Captain Ryan with Laguna Guide Service down there in the old Malax Lake area. How are things down there? Going good, Dale. It's been one heck of a season. We've been doing well on both the bass and the walleyes. Uh, this last week was a little bit tougher. We had some quite a few, bit of north winds. It's been feeling more like fall than it has been, you know, mid-July over the last week. And that's put a little bit of a damper on things. But, you know, each, each time uh, we have a bug hatch or we have a cold front come through, it seems to tame things think down for a day and then it comes right back to normal so it's been a good season it's been um, the weird the weather cold i mean the water temps are like september like it's it's bizarre 71 right now yeah, north that's... end malax 71.7 as i speak crazy so i think we'll start with the walleyes the walleye bite um there's still fish going on the rocks there's still fish going shallow 
but I've fo- started focusing more of my efforts out to uh, the deeper gravel bars and the mud flats, and I'm doing pretty well out there. What I would do during the day is on the gravel bars, pull a crawler and a spinner, find that mud gravel transition and about 30 feet of water, and just pull along about 1.2 miles an hour with a small gold spinner blade. It's a great way to get walleyes. There's a lot of keeper-sized fish, 22s out there. Uh, if you're going to the mud flats, what I would do is I'd pull a windy rig and a leech about a half a mile an hour, fish the edges in about 28 feet of water, especially where you can find, you know, some broken edges. You know, those you see them on your side imaging. It's those erosions running down the edges of the flats, especially when you find those long points. Those can be really good. Just pull a windy rig and a leech along those. You'll catch fish during the day. There's 22s out there as well. In the evening, bobber up on top of your gravel bar, bobber up on a point on a mud flat. You're sure to catch some fish, especially if you can mark some before you set up. Uh, the smallmouth bass bite, what I'd recommend doing is start in about 12 feet of water and find the best rock structure you can find, whether it's a rock spine or a rock to gravel transition. Just find the heaviest rocks you can or even individual boulders. Those are going to be best, and those those are always key structures out here. They always work, but... 12 feet is where I would start from there. You can start going deeper, but 12 feet seems to be kind of the the plus or minus spot. Uh, Ned rigs, that's the way to go. If it's calm out, throw a topwater. The little trick up my sleeve when topwaters, when the fish are coming to the surface, but they're not eating the topwater, is to throw on a spy bait. And a lot of times that'll produce when nothing else will. So... That's my report on the walleyes and bass. All right. Well, define the spy bait. I don't know if some people are going to be familiar with that term. Spy bait, uh, for the old timers, it looks like a devil's horse, but it sinks. It's got a little prop on each side of it, and it doesn't really do much in the water. If you look at it real close, it kind of has a little shimmy, a little wiggle to it. But you got to throw it on real light line, like six-pound test fluorocarbon. And uh, you just cast it out, keep your rod tip high, and run it near the surface. Down south, it's used as a cold water bait. But up here, I do best on it during the hottest part of the summer. And I typically run it up high, just subsurface, and that's how I do best. When it's windier out, I run it lower. I keep it closer to the bottom, and I, I just run it low and slow when it's windier out. But when it's calm and you see the fish coming up to the top, slurping bugs but they're not eating your top waters that's the time for the spy bait and do those sink naturally yes they okay. sink okay. yep that, that's what they do and they make some that are, are quick sinkers and some that are slow sinkers the ones i use are the slow sinkers or the regular the regular ones mental note um, all right pick up some spy baits <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, awesome. we just uh, missed a muskie here, Dale. <laughs> oh, no, you're out muskie fishing all year. Yes. Oh, my goodness, that's not good. A follow or a legit swing and a miss? We had a strike. Could have been a pike, could have been a muskie, but Ooh. we, oh, we just man. had some action. I was just going to ask you about the muskies, but you know what? We'll take that as the muskie report, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let you get back to it. Thank you much. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks, Captain Kelly. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right, usually about this time we check in with uh, Mr. John Seeley with uh, No Boundaries Guide Service, uh, but he wasn't able to get uh, in touch with me today. Actually, I I texted him, and unfortunately, for all parties involved, he didn't actually fish last week, so that is unfortunate for him, but that also means we didn't get a uh, fishing report for the Bemidji area. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up here, Northwoods Bait and Tackle, got to give credit where credit is due, 
And uh, they got a nice report here, so I'm going to read straight from their website. You can go check them out at northwoodsbait.com as I poach their uh, content. (laughs) So if you're headed up to the Bemidji area, here is what they have to say. Panfish have made their way to the weed lines and the big weed flats. And uh, Thumper Jig and a light setup is uh, doing it for the crappies and big gills. Stay on the move to catch one, and then once you find one, you're kind of in the school, you can kind of slow down, and then you can pick apart those weed groups and uh, really stack that box if you're into a pile of, of panfish. So that's good. 18 to 25 feet of structure is a good bet for your midsummer walleyes right now. They are still pulling a crawlers or a slip bobber is a great way to get those uh, walleyes in the boat. And uh, it doesn't say this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say I bet crankbaits are working in the Bemidji area as well. You know, it's going to depend on what lake you're at. That is for dang sure. You know, it wasn't long ago I was at a tournament on Leech Lake, a bass tournament, and a lot of the bass were a lot shallower. The, well, the largemouth, you expect them to find them where you find them in the weeds and that, but the smallmouth were uh, a little bit shallower than most people were kind of thinking. They weren't on those deep rocks. They were on the shallow rocks and shallower boulders, kind of in that 8 to uh, 12-foot range. So... Keep that in mind, and a lot of the smallmouth guys were picking up walleyes as a bycatch too, just throwing uh, net rigs. So, or not net rigs, um, drop shots, mind you. So keep that in mind. And because of these cooler water temperatures right now, they might not be as deep as you would think they would be this time of year. Don't let the calendar completely dictate how you fish and where you fish. Um, water temperature is huge, and if that water temperature isn't super warm, there's no real reason for these fish to push into deeper, cooler water, that they're going to stay in. And as long as there's shallow cover, that's where the small bait fish are right now. That's where the food's going to be. So they're not escaping warm water. They're going to go where the food's at, and then that's going to be uh, a little bit shallower. In fact, let's go back to the uh, the report here. It said the bass bite right now is very good. Large amount to be found from 2 feet of water, but they can also be found out to 15 feet. Look for the best shallow cover you can, whether that be thick reeds or a lily pad patch. He's going with weedless worm or topwater frog and deeper weed line cabbage and coontail. Same story. Find the best thickest cover. And then jig worm is a great way. He's using them there. Smallmouth are still somewhat in a post-spawn mode. I think we're past that. Um, at least what I saw personally. Didn't see too many post-spawn fish. Um, I think they're, they're, they're way past that moving into their summertime stuff. So, But he is confirming this, though. Find mid-depth boulders. It's a great place to start. Tube jig, Ned rig, and of course the drop shot are going to be great ways to uh, get those hungry smallmouth and put them in the boat. So there's your Bemidji area port. Again, I'm reading that off of Northwoods Bait and Tackle website, northwoodsbait.com. They are not paying for this. I'm just giving credit where credit is due. So go go ahead and check those out. That's uh, a good time. So there's your uh, North Country fishing report. Uh, it sounds like fishing is pretty steady and good everywhere bug hatches are over the weather's comfortable if you like it a little bit warmer you're in luck that we are warming up uh the temperatures the next week are going to be like low 80s or right around 80s upper 70s so not terribly hot more more seasonal for sure and we'll see how the fish react to slightly warmer temperatures or more seasonable temperatures honestly i don't really think it's going to change too much as i feel like most of our fish are in their summer patterns right now so um yeah get out there 
enjoy it. Uh, again, want to thank um, the Pelican Lake Resort Association for sponsoring our Pelican Lake Fishing Report area, and uh, go check them out as well. That's all I got for you this week. Thanks for listening to North Country Fishing Report. Report, easy for you to say, 89.9 FM KBFT. If you caught a great fish, don't forget to go to our website, kbft.org. Go down to the North Country Fishing Port or contact us. Send me an email. Send me uh, a nice hero shot, a nice big fish you caught. Um, get enough of these. We're going to start putting them up on the website. It'll be kind of fun. And if it grows enough, maybe we can turn that into, uh, you know, some sort of a contest. Start giving away some prizes or something like that. So keep that in mind. Good luck out there. Be safe. And we'll talk to you next week. This has been the North Country Fishing Report on KBFT 89.9 FM and online at kbft.org. From the Boys Ford Band of Chippewa, Gigawabaman, Mino, Gigu, Nikkei. See you later and good fishing.